everyone, and welcome back to Spill the Curtsy. We've officially crossed over that one-year mark in quarantine, and now more than ever, we've been exposed to the serious issues in our world regarding hateful actions and even how we've been destroying our planet. This is evident through the sort of different temperatures and weather that some part of even the U.S. were experiencing, such as the sub-zero temperatures in Texas a while ago or the abundance of bushfires here in California. In my previous episode about the environments called Earth and Earl Grey, I spoke a lot about climate change and ways to save our environment. However, today, I wanted to dedicate this episode to those who suffer directly from our harmful actions. And you guessed it right, animals. But today, I'm placing a heavier focus on marine conservation through the current harms towards our ocean and marine life. It's inevitable that global warming is causing sea levels to rise. However, regarding other aspects like pesticides and nutrients that we use daily for agricultural purposes, it actually results in oxygen depletion that kills marine life. And you might be wondering how large scale these impacts are, but 80% of marine pollution is directed from land-based activities, and over 3 billion people rely on marine and coastal ecosystems for their livelihoods and food supply. On top of that, Numerous factories leave sewage and other harmful materials which end up in the ocean. But it doesn't stop there. We'll talk about direct impacts from overfishing, plastic waste, and ocean acidification from climate change. First, overfishing has been a persistent problem. It occurs when mass numbers of fish are removed from their environment faster than they can naturally reproduce. So this definition is pretty self-explanatory. But with the fewer fish in the ocean, other marine animals won't be able to have stable food sources to rely on. And going back to humans, overfishing actually results in loss of protection for these fish species. This will inevitably result in extinction. So there are two options. We either have to limit food fish consumption at a time, or we have to create more sustainable methods for fishing. And for lots of fishermen with large nets to catch these fish, it oftentimes results in dolphins, sharks, and other large animals getting caught instead of the target audience, which would be the smaller fish. Instead of freeing these large animals, however, most of the time they are being sold and exploited. This impact is huge, as over 300,000 whales, dolphins, and other large marine animals die every year from fishing nets and being sold illegally in markets. Our contributions to global warming through oil drilling, excessive plastic use, and other preventable actions have resulted in so much air pollution that it's responsible for about a third of the toxins that enter oceans. However, one of the major harms is trash being eaten by marine life. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch is known for plastic and trash being built up in the Pacific Ocean. The size of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch ranges between 700,000 square kilometers, which is about 270,000 square miles, and 15 million square kilometers, which is approximately 5,800,000 square miles. However, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is only one center in the entire world. Across the world, over 8 million pieces of plastic end up in our oceans annually. It kills marine life as they ingest plastic debris and die. One million seabirds and 100,000 marine mammals are affected by our plastic waste every single year. And for us humans, plastic pollution threatens our safety too when we consume these marine animals, but it also threatens tourism and adds to climate change as well. 
Another harmful impact from climate change is the increased levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, which causes changes in the pH of oceans. The oceans absorb 22 millions of carbon dioxide every single day. And it's more evident in tropical regions where marine ecosystems are extremely sensitive and where habitats are undergoing irreversible changes, most notably in coral reef areas. An example could be Australia's Great Barrier Reef, which is currently being destroyed due to oil drilling there. And that's caused the marine ecosystem, especially coral reefs, to lose their homes. This causes the coral to be bleached of its color, and this happens because it appears to be white now. And Australia's Great Barrier Reef has lost more than half of its coral since 1995 due to warmer seas driven by climate change, which numerous studies have collectively found. Scientists have found that all types of coral have suffered a decline across the world's largest reef system. And once again, you may be wondering how large scale this impact is. So let's look at more close examples. In a healthy reef, coral and algae will depend on one another for survival. However, when the coral is damaged, it loses its main source of food as it becomes more pale and is susceptible to disease. And as a result, it can disrupt other species' lives who depend on coral, as they are home to 25% of marine species like reptiles, seaweed, bacteria, fungi, and fish. Coral also provides food and other resources for over 500 million people across the world. And obviously, this list does go on and on. And at this rate, we will be killing off all marine species and destroying our oceans. So, what steps can we take to protect our marine life and ocean? First, it's obvious that we should be using less plastic products and swapping them out for reusable alternatives. Let's scrap out the plastic water bottles for reusable ones. And obviously this logic can be pretty much applied to everything. Second, we shouldn't be using products that exploit marine life. And this is something that's actually more important than we think. For example, a lot of us use sunscreen, especially in the summer. And most of the sunscreens that we use are chemical sunscreens, which contribute to reef damage. But we can be switching over to mineral sunscreens, which are more ocean friendly. Third, we should be taking care of our beach. We should pick up trash if we see it before it ends up in our oceans and kills marine life. And fourth, we should be supporting organizations that work to protect marine life and the oceans through donations or even following their suggested guidelines as well. Great organizations that are working hard to protect our oceans, our Oceana, the Ocean Conservancy, Project Aware Foundation, Coral Reef Alliance, and more. So with that being said, let's get into our tea of the week. As this week's episode is called Marine and Matcha, you already know that we'll be talking about matcha tea, which is obviously very well known. So if you've had matcha, I'm sure that you know that it tastes very earthy and a lot of people describe it to taste like grass. I've had matcha a couple times and I agree that it tastes very fresh, clean. I guess it does taste kind of earthy too because it doesn't have a very distinct, strong taste that a lot of teas do have. But regarding the actual benefits of matcha, it's said to be full of clean energy as it supports heart health, metabolism, focus, mood, and more. So there are a lot of benefits to it. And as matcha is very easily available, I would recommend trying it out if you've never had it before because there clearly are a lot of benefits to it. 
So that's a wrap for this week's episode. Thank you all for tuning in and make sure to look out for the next episode.